0: This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. I'm Kyle Callums. And I'm Timothy Dennis. Ahead this hour, Rex Nelson, a senior editor at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, talks with Roby Brock from our partner Talk Business and Politics about the possible impact some legislation passed at the state capitol over the past 10 weeks could have on Arkansas's national standing. First, proposed bills to ban
1: over-the-counter sales of psychoactive Delta-8 THC. Extracted from hemp and relegate manufacturing and sales oversight of certain hemp-derived products to the Arkansas Tobacco Control Board are advancing in the Arkansas legislature. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich reports.
2: Members of the Senate Agriculture, Forestry, and Economic Development Committee recently heard testimony on Senate Bill 358 that would ban sales of Delta 8, a popular hemp remedy, available in CBD outlets, convenience stores, and vape shops. The bill's sponsor, Senator Tyler Dees, Republican Salem Springs, introduced his bill.
3: This is a bill that that, uh, affects me personally as a father. Uh, I I was made aware of these products um, that have been harming our children across the country and across our state, and um, it really bothered me.
2: These provided no empirical evidence proving children across Arkansas are being harmed by Delta-8, although last year Arkansas Poison Control reported 43 pediatric overdose calls associated with medical and recreational marijuana. Delta-8 tetrahydrocannabinol, also known as Delta-HTHC, is a psychoactive compound distilled from cannabis sativa, cannabidiol, or CBD, packaged and sold over-the-counter as edibles, vape, flour, and tinctures. Renaga Farbiash is co-owner of an American Shaman franchise in downtown Fayetteville. Delta 8 is a best-selling product, he told lawmakers.
4: At American Shaman Cava Bar, we only offer Delta 8 products to customers with a verified ID that proves they're 21 years or older. This is one of the bedrocks of what common legislation
2: would look like. Farbiash says customers who can't afford costly medical marijuana products in Arkansas, sold only to registered patients, are purchasing cheaper Delta 8 remedies. We caught up with Farbiash inside his shop where he says, under current Arkansas law, he's legally been selling Delta 8 products for nearly two years.
4: The extraction of Delta 8 from, from hemp is a concentrated distillation of a naturally occurring substance in the hemp plant, uh, which occurs in such small quantities that it uses a great mass of hemp material in order to produce small amounts of Delta cannabinoids.
2: Farbiash says Delta-8 sales now comprise over 80% of his revenue.
4: Delta-8 cannabinoids uh, are a milder form of THC. It is similar to the effect of the Delta 9 THC found in medical marijuana and recreational marijuana in in states where it's legal across the country but the Delta products are a milder form and they're just as effective for uh, to help relieve uh, pain and to create comfort and a lot of people use them also as a sleep aid. You know it has to be said that we're we're in favor of regulation and particularly in uh, restricting the use of the Delta cannabinoids to uh, people with a verified ID and 21 years and older.
2: A year ago, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration warned that hemp-derived Delta-8 THC has not been evaluated or approved for safe consumption. National poison control centers over a two-year span ending in 2021 received 2,300 Delta-8 exposure calls, 60 percent of those for adults 40% for teens and youngsters. Reported adverse effects, FDA says, include hallucinations, vomiting, tremor, anxiety, dizziness, confusion, and loss of consciousness. Abden Metazodigan is a law partner with Hall Booth Smith in Little Rock and an adjunct law professor, At the University of Arkansas in Little Rock, the constitutional attorney litigates medical marijuana industry cases in Arkansas, so understands the cannabis territory. At last week's legislative committee hearing, he testified against the Delta-8 ban.
1: I will likely be among the attorneys who sue to challenge uh, this legislation if it passes in this form.
2: By phone after, Meta said he could not elaborate on legal action.
5: If a ban in the form of SB 358 as amended is passed, I will likely uh, be among the attorneys who challenge that ban on federal preemptive grounds because SB 358, in my view, is overbroad and runs afoul of federal law.
2: As written in the 2018 Farm Bill, which strictly legalized hemp cultivation sales, manufacturing and shipping in the U.S. after 70 years of prohibition. And even if Delta 8 retail products in Arkansas are outlawed, declared a Schedule 4 controlled substance, he says, lawmakers will have no control over Internet sales. More than a dozen states, however, have banned Delta-8. Kentucky, a leading hemp-producing state in the South, instead has regulated sales of adult-use-only Delta-8 products through its state Department of Health. Metazodigan claims Arkansas medical marijuana interests are behind legislation to snuff out Delta-8 sales in Arkansas due to rising numbers of medical marijuana patients turning to Delta-8 for relief.
5: Some of the biggest proponents of SB 358 are some very large medical marijuana cultivators. And I think the medical marijuana cultivators are frustrated by the, uh, hemp-derived products uh, being present in the state because they are not allowed to sell them.
2: Two dozen hemp growers are currently licensed under the Arkansas Department of Agriculture Plant Board. The state's leading CBD hemp cultivator, Bill Morgan, who operates Ozark Mountain Medicine doing business as Biogen LLC in western Washington County, says his business won't be harmed by a Delta 8 ban because he doesn't manufacture it.
6: So I sell an a CO2 extract of my hemp plants. And it is very complex because I grow many different varieties and they all have different cannabinoids. So it is considered a full spectrum medicine. It does not get you high. It is a medicinal product.
2: But Morgan says a recently filed companion measure to the Delta-8 ban, HB-1605, will place regulatory controls and permitting of hemp-derived products manufacturing and sales in Arkansas into the hands of the Arkansas Tobacco Control Board, which will cause collateral damage to growers.
6: There is no cost of entry for a grower. I still work under the auspices of the Arkansas Um, Department of Agriculture, Plant Industries. But because I make a product, I send it to a manufacturer. Under the House bill, they have to pay $10,000 a year to be a manufacturer.
2: Morgan says his specialty hemp cultivation facility remains viable because he's followed strict rules laid out by the state hemp program. But that could soon change.
6: As the small players like myself who have been following the rules and playing the game according to the state, are, are now going to be under a different control. And um, I'm being dragged into something that is going to make it difficult for a small farmer. And um, the state of Arkansas would like to say they're all about small farmers. But, you know, the larger players that have plenty of money for these new licenses will be fine. The small players will be done.
2: HB 1605, if passed, will also require CBD wholesalers like Morgan to pay an annual privilege fee to obtain a permit from the state tobacco board and submit to routine inspections and testing by that board. Morgan already pays fees and submits to inspections and testing in compliance with the state hemp program. Hemp retailers who sell hemp-derived CBD products across Arkansas will also be required to obtain tobacco control permits and limit sales to patrons age 21 years and over. Growers, manufacturers, and retailers who don't comply with proposed state tobacco control board rules on manufacture, distribution, and sale of hemp-derived products face stiff civil penalties. We queried the Arkansas Department of Agriculture Hemp Program Manager for this report. A media rep said no comment. Scott Hardin, spokesperson for the Arkansas Department of Finance and Administration, in an email says Arkansas Tobacco Control and Alcohol Control Boards are a regulatory division of DFA, as is the medical marijuana program. That program, however, has no authority over Delta-8 being a hemp derivative. Arkansas lawmakers are on spring break this week, but legislative debate on measures to outlaw Delta 8 and enact additional controls over hemp manufacturing and product sales in Arkansas will be taken up in the coming weeks. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich.
1: One of the podcasts that KUAF has a hand in producing is The R Word, and there will be the second in a series of book discussions related to that podcast next month at the Fayetteville Public Library. You're invited to a discussion with Greg Thompson about his book, Reparations, a Christian call for repentance and repair. This is going to take place Saturday, April 15th in the afternoon from 2 until 3.30 at the Fayetteville Public Library. If you'd like to go and want to RSVP, you can RSVP at reparationsnownwa.com.
0: KUAF is supported by Little Wing Productions, welcoming singer Melissa Etheridge to the auditorium in Eureka Springs, Friday, May 5th at 7.30 p.m. Reserve seats on sale at tickets.thundertix.com. The Fresh Grass Music Festival returns to the momentary
1: in Bentonville, May 19th and 20th, featuring award-winning artists Camp, L. King, Mavis Staples, Sierra Farrell, the Del McCoury Band, and more. Tickets at
0: themomentary.org. Ahead on this edition of Ozarks at Large, Leah Uribe delivers the first spring edition of Sound Perimeter.
1: The harp is in the spotlight later this hour on Ozarks at Large.
7: Choreographer Ryan Heffington wants you to put dance into everything you do, even your most mundane movements.
1: Imagine your fingers are typing, your shoulders are typing, and then like wiggle your butt, you know, maybe your butt is typing, you know, (laughs) on your seat. Everything could be dance, you know, and is dance.
7: It's part two of our series, Mind, Body, Spirit, next time on the TED Radio Hour from NPR.
1: The TED Radio Hour, Sunday afternoon at 1 on KUAF. And this is Ozarks at Large. I'm Timothy Dennis. I'm Kyle Kellums. The Fort Smith Regional Art Museum will be led by a new director. The Ram is selecting Michael Hall as executive director. Hall has worked at the Smithsonian Associated Nevada Test Site Historical Foundation, Roswell Museum of, and Art Center, and the Goddard Planetarium. He'll begin his new role in Fort Smith on April 3rd.
0: Benton County will apply for a grant to fund an adult mental health specialty court. The county's justices of the peace unanimously passed the resolution, allowing an application process to begin. Ozarks at Large's Anna Pope reports that if Benton County's application is successful, it will receive a $550,000 grant over a three-year period from the Federal Bureau of Justice Assistance.
8: The Benton County Quorum Court passed the resolution this week. And Michelle Barrett, the county specialty court coordinator, says there has been a focus on the needs of specialty programs because the county's drug court has grown rapidly. The Benton County Jail has an inmate capacity of 669, and as of yesterday, there were 716 inmates in the facility. Barrett says having an adult mental health court in place could impact the numbers in the jail. Maybe in some ways
5: actual, um, numbers of people in the jail in other ways. We would hope that we would impact length of stay so that we can catch people sooner
8: and get them started with this program and not have to uh, have them remain in jail. If the county implements a mental health court, it would be the seventh county to do so in Arkansas. For Ozarks at Large and the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio One, I'm Anna Pope.
1: Denali Water Solutions, a commercial waste management firm based in Russellville, is applying for a permit from the Arkansas Department of Environmental Quality to spread industrial waste on pastures around the town of Mayfield in Washington County. That community is located in the War Eagle Watershed. Brian Thompson, the president of the Ozark Society, says the organization opposes the permit.
5: Denali intends to spread uh, an undetermined amount of waste on some pastures at, uh, around Mayfield, uh, east of Beaver Lake. Uh, it, the waste will be from food processing is is what they're saying, and that could be rendering cook plants or kill plants. Uh, so it could be greases, fats, uh, flocculated type materials.
0: Thompson says the proposed fields are state-declared nutrient surplus areas where industrial chicken and turkey farmers routinely spread manure on hay pastures as fertilizer
5: the uh, area where Denali plans to uh, apply the waste, it's it's karst, which means that it's very thin topsoils. Uh it'll go into the groundwater, uh it'll flow into um uh, Warrigal Creek, which goes into Beaver Lake, which is the most important drinking water source for uh this our growing metropolitan area. So the public uh to respond to this, they can call ADQ in Little Rock. Uh, And all you have to do is say, uh, I would like to go on the record that I oppose uh, permit 5380 and ask ADQ for a public hearing on the permit to be held in Washington County.
0: Public comment period for the ADEQ permit ends March 28th.
1: Comedian, activist, and actor Cheech Marin will speak at Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art in Bentonville next month. The museum announced yesterday that Marin, one half of the popular comedy team Cheech and Chong, will discuss his career and the importance of Chicano art. He'll be joined on stage by Max Duran, senior editor of Art News. The ticketed event is scheduled for the museum's Great Hall
0: Monday night, April 24th. Also announced yesterday, singer-songwriter Paul Thorne will perform at Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville Friday, April 28th. Thorne's most recent record, Never Too Late to Call, was recorded at Sam Phillips' studio in Memphis. Tickets are available for both Cheech Marin and Paul Thorne right now.
1: And the Arkansas Razorback men's basketball team is attempting to go back to the NCAA Elite Eight for the third straight year tonight. Arkansas is facing UConn in Las Vegas. The winner of this evening's game faces the winner of tonight's UCLA-Gonzaga game on Saturday. Sona, the Symphony of Northwest Arkansas, continues its main stage season Saturday, April 8th at Walton Arts Center with Battle of the Bands. Sona teams up with the Fayetteville Jazz Collective to create a hybrid orchestra-jazz band for an evening of genre-defying music, featuring guest vocalist Janine Latrice Perez. Tickets and more at sonamusic.org. KUAF is supported by Hendricks College, offering engaged learning by linking classrooms to the world, and developing career skills throughout its curriculum. Hendricks graduates pursue medical, law, and other advanced degrees, preparing students to lead lives of accomplishment. Hendricks.edu slash connect for more. Just ahead, Rex Nelson, senior editor at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, will talk with Roby Brock about what possible national ramifications some of the legislation passed this year in Little Rock might have on the state of Arkansas. I'm Kyle Kellams. I'm Timothy
0: Dennis. Timothy, did you fill out a bracket for the KUAF bragging rights? I did not because I filled out one bracket my whole life at my first radio job, lost $5, and I decided never again.
1: Well, just to point out to people, we don't even have money writing right, on this. this right, is, right. Matthew Moore is in charge, and it says at the top, bragging rights. Right. Often more valuable than money anyway. Uh, in some circles. Yes. <laughs> it won't get you a cup of coffee. <laughs> right, right. Right. Um, well, Matthew informed me this morning that I'm currently in first place. Oh, now so did you pick UConn to beat no, Arkansas? No, I I picked Kansas to beat Arkansas. So, <laughs> the way brackets work, right? You get a certain amount of points if you get the first round right, the second right, but the points go up as you go deeper. Right. Well, I had Purdue winning the whole thing and they lost in the first round. I had Kansas going to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. We know what happened to them right i had Baylor going to the final four and they're out so there's no way i can win right but i'm in first place now <laughs> so i just wanted to talk about it now because as soon as tomorrow i'm history
0: and if you're in the lead this just goes to show you why public radio personalities <laughs> should not be betting <laughs> and i do not
9: <laughs> time now for today's northwest arkansas business journal report i'm paul gatling Arkansas's travel and tourism sector posted healthy revenue and job gains last year compared with 2021, even when factoring in inflation. In fact, the state's 2% tourism tax set several records in 2022. Those tax collections totaled about $24 million last year, a 17% gain from 2021. Revenue set a new monthly record in June, of $2.5 million, with collections for each month topping $1 million for the first time. You can take a deeper dive into those numbers and more in the Arkansas Tourism ticker. It's managed by Talk Business and Politics and sponsored by the Arkansas Hospitality Association. The ticker uses several measurements to review the health of the state's tourism industry, including hospitality tax collections, tourism employment, and collections of the state's 2% tourism tax. You can find that report online over on our sister website at talkbusiness.net. We're back with more news after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report.
7: Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com. Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield. For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create healthcare solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender.
9: The Arkansas legislature is joining most of the state and is taking the week off for spring break this week. And that seemed like a good time to call some political balls and strikes with Rex Nelson, who is a longtime politico and now a senior editor at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He sat down recently with Roby Brock.
3: I want to start with the stuff that that heralds the most complaints first. We've we've seen bathroom bills, pronoun bills, transgender bills, book bans in libraries. Do you think that all of this is hurting Arkansas's national reputation? I, I certainly think so. How do you how do you know that it is though? I,
10: I I think we will know when you see certain highly skilled people that a Walmart needs, that a Tyson needs, that a Dillard's needs, saying no, that's just not the kind of place I won't live. We have a lot of good people out there, like Tom and Stuart Walton, working on quality of life initiatives, everything from cycling trails to great restaurants. But if we are seen as having a regressive, extremist government in Arkansas, ultimately that is going to hurt in that uh, area. And it is. I I don't think it is underestimating to say it is an absolute train wreck. I, I wrote two years ago, it was the worst legislative session in my lifetime, at least in my memory. uh, This is worse because the difference is two years ago, we had a pragmatic, moderate governor in Asa Hutchinson that would push back a little bit. Now, we have an extremist governor to go along with the extremist in the legislature, so there is no pushback. In fact, there almost seems to be a deal Governor, you let us run our crazy uh, crazy culture war stuff and we won't ask any questions about your legislation, we'll just rubber stamp
3: it. Yeah. I, I would disagree with you that it's that cut and dry, but uh, but there is definitely some. There's a lot of that, let, there, me, let me tell there's, you. There's a lot of uh, like-mindedness uh, in the legislature. Yeah, Roby, you had dozens of people sign on as
10: co-sponsors of the education bill before the bill had been drafted. What does that tell you? Yeah. Uh, and then, Uh, everybody, uh, the majority, fell in line. I can guarantee you a lot of those never read that bill. Uh, I'm sure some have never read 145 pages of anything in their (laughs) lives and and so they didn't read that bill and that's where I get back to the rubber stamping going on and on a lot of these bills we're going to pay for it as Arkansas taxpayers because there's going to be litigation and the Attorney General's office is gonna be very busy these next few years.
3: All right, you've been critical of Governor Sarah Sanders on your personal blog, um, Rex Nelson, Southern Fried. What's your beef?
10: I That uh, she's more interested in a national political profile, in raising money nationally. Why are you raising money when you're not gonna be on the ballot for another three years uh, for the next campaign? I, I don't get it, but uh, the interest of our governor and her top aides in the office really seems, in playing the national political campaign rather than governing, uh, they they seem to me to be totally uh, disinterested. To be frank
3: with you, in the hard work of running state government. When I look at what this legislature and this new governor are doing, it mirrors to me though what we see in Texas. It mirrors to me what we see in Missouri. It mirrors what we see in Mississippi and Florida. I mean, I. Are we, it, I guess I'm not saying this is an Arkansas thing, this seems to be a national thing to me.
10: Yeah, that doesn't make it any better. Well, I, mean, I understand. Uh, but, I mean, one of the I mean, things we a, had going for us, going
3: along, one of the I guess. things
10: we had going for us in Arkansas, and I've got a column coming up that points this out, is that from 1940 to 1960, we lost population mm-hmm. faster per capita than any state in the union. We were a laughing stock of the country, we really were. I was born in 1959 when we were at a low point. We've been gaining population since the 60s. What happened, one thing is, that we had a long line of moderate, pragmatic governors beginning in January of 1967 when Winthrop Rockefeller took Mm -hmm. office. That lasted through Asa Hutchinson. It's still early, I admit, it's still early. There's time for course corrections. But certainly in these first three months, to me it seems that era has come to an
3: end. You mentioned the LEARNS Act earlier. Um, Point to some things that you think are good in that bill. Uh, certainly, teacher
10: pay uh, increases are good. Uh, I think that uh, work, focus on reading mm-hmm. is a very good thing. I don't think we can ever do enough uh, for pre-K. I, I think that is certainly critical. Uh, you know, in philosophically, I'm, I'm conservative philosophically. Philosophically. Uh, You know, the idea of allowing parents to choose. I'm a big supporter of charter schools. I think that's fine. I think this voucher system, though, is wrong for Arkansas, a rural state, where there aren't any private schools within miles and miles for many of our parents to choose from. So I don't think it's a fit for Arkansas. And that's what happens when you take a national blueprint, Mm -hmm. which is what they did. They brought in an agent from Florida, they took a national blueprint, and just stamped it onto Arkansas. Arkansas is unique. And so now we have taken this blueprint and we're gonna have some years of very interesting both litigation and rules making by the Board of Education yeah. to see if we can implement this yeah. stuff.
9: And that is Rex Nelson, a senior editor at the Arkansas Democrat Gazette with our own Roby Brock. That interview is from a recent episode of Talk Business and Politics. The statewide television program airs each Sunday morning, and in Northwest Arkansas, you can catch it at 9.30 a.m. on Fox 24 News. In other news this week, we are learning some initial details for a new retail center planned in Rogers that will be anchored by Whole Foods. Two restaurant tenants have been announced, Tupelo Honey Southern Kitchen & Bar and Firebird Wood Fired Grill. Those will be new to the Arkansas market when they open in late 2024 or early 2025. They are part of the planned Pinnacle Springs development at the corner of New Hope Road and South Promenade Boulevard. It will have about 80,000 square feet of commercial space. Construction at that site will begin this spring. The Walmart amp said it will transition to digital tickets as its main delivery method for concerts starting this year And in August, Matt Waller will transition from being dean of the Walton College of Business at the University of Arkansas back to the classroom as a supply chain management professor. What do his colleagues think is his legacy after eight years as dean? You can find that story in our latest issue. And you can find all of those stories and more online at nwabusinessjournal.com, where you can follow our reporting each and every day. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening.
1: This is Ozarks at Large. I am inside the Harold and Blanchcock News Studio with Timothy Dennis. Welcome, Timothy. Welcome. Actually, Hi, yeah, this is your studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Thank thir- you for having me. That's well, what of I should course, have said. always, always. It is Thursday, as you just said, so let's talk about some live music. Let's start with tonight. JD Clayton is back in Fort Smith. Mama,
4: I know I'm a long way from home but this Road.
6: Keeps on going and these dreams of mine just don't end.
5: Yeah, mama,
0: I You like JD Clayton? He is performing at AAC Live. Tickets are $53. Again, that gets underway at 7.30 tonight at AAC Live in Fort Smith. Okay, tomorrow night, George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville for their happy hour show are welcoming back the Nace Brothers.
9: But I wish you would comfort me
4: I don't mean to be a bother I can use your company If it's not asking too much,
6: baby
0: Cover for that is $8. That gets underway at 6 o'clock tomorrow night at George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville. Happening up the road in Bentonville at the momentary, they're going to have the group Fajita in the house. Oh, it's
1: like five eyes or something. Oh, it's more than that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I've stopped counting because, you know, eyes are difficult to count. Yes. If you don't know who they are, they're a group that creates musical soundscapes that are centered around a handmade, unique 11-pipe organ. sounds fascinating. I I love the sound of it. Tickets are $30. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night at the Momentary in Bentonville. That'll be in the Roadhouse. I believe so. yeah. Also in Bentonville tomorrow night is the start of a two-night run for blues and rock guitar master Taj Mahal. Town from Australia. Again, that's a two night stand at the Meteor. Virtual tickets, they're doing a streaming option, are $20. Otherwise, in person tickets are $35 in advance. They go up to $40 at the door. That gets underway at 8 o'clock both Friday and Saturday night at Meteor Guitar Gallery in Bentonville. Down in Fort Smith, Randy Rogers' band returns to the area. They have a show at Temple Live.
4: Steal you away. I should steal you away.
0: Tickets start at $25. That gets underway at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, again at Temple Live in Fort Smith. Still in Fort Smith tomorrow night. Majestic is going to have a duo by the name of War Hippies on stage.
1: War Hippies?
0: There's a reason. Okay. They are two combat veterans that tell stories through song on guitar and
4: violin. Ride ups and rolling stone. Six months since I've been home. Traded in the fan. The bus has got us rolling on. Everybody says. Yeah, I'm killing
0: it. And where is this? At Majestic in Fort Smith Okay Tickets are $15 in advance They go up to $20 at the door Gets underway 8 o'clock tomorrow night Again at the Majestic in Fort Smith Okay, moving on to Saturday night George's in Fayetteville Is going to have a show Featuring Water Liars
1: Ah, uh, fantastic
4: There's a place inside your heart Baby, I believe been raining there so long and sometimes you can not hardly
0: see it's in commemoration of a decade since their album Wyoming came out which is a great album it, I believe it was on NPR national yeah. Uh, coverage yeah the flims are going to open that show hmm. Tickets are $15 in advance. You go up to $20 at the door. That gets underway at 8 o'clock Saturday again at George's in Fayetteville.
1: Well, That's an inexpensive ticket yeah, price for that show. Especially
0: when you consider that water liars don't play very often. Yeah. Anymore. Moving on. More music Saturday night in Fayetteville. Nomad's Trailside is having a metal show featuring a group of bands from Central, Northwest, and Western Arkansas, including Mortalis, Macrocosm, and Protohive.
4: Oh!
0: Covers $10. That gets underway 8 o'clock Saturday again at Nomad's Trailside. Fayetteville. Over in Eureka Springs Saturday night, Chelsea's is going to have the local jam grass string band Three Pines in the house. $5. It gets underway at 9 o'clock Saturday Again at Chelsea's in Eureka Springs Also in Eureka Springs Saturday night, Got Brewing Is going to have Common Roots in the house Great local full yep, duo yep. That gets underway at 6 o'clock Saturday At Got Brewing in Eureka Springs And then the Rowdy Beaver in Eureka Springs Saturday is going to have Buddy Shooting the Motivators Back in the house And
1: we love Buddy Shooting the Motivators We
0: really do That show gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday Again at the Rowdy Beaver in Eureka Springs And then down in Fort Smith Saturday night, Majestic is going to have the Damn Quails on stage. The Damn Quail. Yes. The
1: Damn Quails.
0: D-A-M-N Quails. They're a Norman, Oklahoma-based red dirt band. Okay. Cover is $12 in advance. Goes up to $15 at the door. That gets underway at 7 o'clock Saturday at the Majestic in Fort Smith. Sunday, it's time for the Monthly Squirrel Jam at Ozark Folkways Mm -hmm. in Winslow. Gets underway at 5 o'clock Sunday night. Again, that's at Ozark Folkways in Winslow. And then Tuesday, George's and Fayetteville is going to have a show with G-Love and Special Sauce. That's right.
1: That's right. a big
0: show. Nat Myers will open. Tickets are $30 in advance, $35 at the door. That begins at 8 o'clock Tuesday night at George's and Fayetteville. In the Meteor Guitar Gallery in Bentonville, Tuesday night, they're going to have Roosevelt Collier in the house. He is a blues and rock pedal steel player originally from Florida. Yeah.
1: Oh, pedal steel.
0: Yeah, like not just straight up pedal steel-like. Think like pedal steel through a blues guitar lens. Should be a good show. When is that? Tu- Wednesday? Tuesday? Tuesday night. Cover is $10 in advance, $20 at the door. Gets underway at 8 o'clock Tuesday night, again, at the Meteor in Bentonville. Wednesday night, Matt Maher is going to be at Temple Live in Fort Smith. He's a gospel artist. He's been nominated for a Grammy Award nine times. He's a three-time winner of the GMA Dove Award. Oh, wow. Lord, I need tickets start at 28 dollars. that's at 7 o'clock wednesday night at temple live in fort smith and one more i would like to mention yes uh jj's live in fayetteville next thursday is going to have the dan band in the house The name isn't that familiar, but they are the wedding band that was in movies old school, Starsky and Hutch, The Hangover. Really? Yeah. So Uh, I wonder, do they do covers? I think it's a mixture. Okay. I think it's a mixture. They do have like three albums on Spotify. One of them seems like not covers, like more kind of like mock you. Okay. Like Weird Al style. I gotcha. But they also have a few originals that sound like Covers twenty dollars in advance. Goes up to twenty five dollars at the door. That gets underway at seven thirty next Thursday at JJ's Live in Fayetteville. One week from tonight. One week from tonight.
1: You gave us eight days there.
0: I did. Eight, eight days, days, a, days week. a week. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Timothy. Thank you.
8: Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound pedimeter. We open Sound pedimeter today with harpist and educator based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Elizabeth Steiner. Steiner started playing the piano at the age of nine and fell in love with the harp in middle school. She has fond memories of her beginnings, especially after attending her first harp live concert, which happened to be featuring Graciana Silva, an Afro-Mexican harpist who also became her inspiration. Elizabeth, an American woman with Afro-Mexican indigenous roots, is passionate about representation and seeks opportunities to uplift BIPOC identities in the world of classical music. Once asked to give advice to a youth musician settled far from their ancestral homelands, Elizabeth Steiner said, quote, Your existence is vital and needed in any creative field. Learn about your heritage and allow it to inform your work and fuel you. When you need strength, call on the ancestors because they want you to succeed. Steiner's career moves between music across a wide variety of genres including freelancing as principal harpist with major symphony orchestras and recent performances with Josh Groban, Moses Somney and Weird Al. Let us listen to her version of Canadian rapper Drake's song, Hotline Blank. harpist and educator based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Elizabeth Steiner, on her harp rendition of Drake's song, Hotline Blink. The harp is one of the oldest instruments in the world, one that can be found in concert halls as well as in popular folk traditions across the world. Modern artists have popularized the instrument and opened spaces for it in R.B., hip-hop, and other popular and sophisticated musical expressions. One of these artists is Colombian Edmar Castañeda. Like Elizabeth Steiner, Edmar found the harp in his younger years, while still living in Bogotá, Colombia. When he was 16, his family moved to New York, There, he started playing the trumpet because his high school music program didn't have a harp. Edmar learned about jazz through the trumpet, and this instrument took him to college. He was able to later translate all the trumpet learnings about jazz improvisation to the harp. His career has been significant for discovering the unique role of the harp in jazz and continuing to create and innovate through numerous collaborations with musicians like Paquito de Rivera, Bella Fleck, Gonzalo Rubalcaba, and most recently with his participation in the film Encanto. In an interview with NPR, Edmar says, quote, sometimes audiences think of the harp as like angels' music. So I say, oh, we're going to have a party with the angels, end quote. Was Colombian Edmar Castañeda performing his song A Harp in New York. Today in Sound Penimeter we feature the Angelic Harp in untraditional roles, performing pop, r and jazz music. I hope you enjoyed the reinvention of the instrument in the hands of super talented musicians Elizabeth Steiner and Edmar Castañeda. This is Leo Uribe. Associate Professor and Chair of the University of Arkansas Music Department, Expanding Our Musical Boundaries with Sound Perimeter, a show written and hosted by me and produced by Timothy Dennis, KUAF 91.3, in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Sound Perimeter is a segment dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. See you soon.
1: Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, we sit down with the two actors who are on stage for Theater Square's production of Sanctuary City. I asked them this week how they build a rapport for such an intense script when they carry the dramatic load.
2: We had
9: to build that from the beginning because it's a very intense play that deals with a lot of very serious stuff. And I feel that our director from the beginning, before we even started uh, rehearsals, we just got together, got a beer. And we he was really uh, interested in creating the environment, like a safe environment, so that we could tackle this play because, as I mentioned, it has very intense topics. And I feel that if you don't have, like, a safe room and, like, a room where people can actually develop this kind of relationship, yeah. it's going to be hard, a hard run. Mm-hmm.
4: I, safety is the key word. Yeah. Just, just because, like... Um, Having to do it for so long, like it's it's a long run, and doing it over and over and over again can be exhausting. That
0: conversation and much more on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 p.m. on 91.3 FM KUAF. And you can always hear the most recent edition of our show by asking your smart speaker to please play Ozarks at Large. The Shiloh Museum of Ozark History presents Ozark Trivia Night at 7 p.m. Thursday, March 30th. Participants can enjoy drinks,
1: raffle drawings, and friendly competition. Teams and individuals are welcome. Registration is available at shilohmuseum.org slash Ozark Trivia. Let me give you some things you can do in the next 24 hours, Timothy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tomorrow, the Woolsey Farmstead Invasive Plant Poll will take place in uh, West Fayetteville. I bet this is a check the weather because it's outside. Uh, It's scheduled to be 2 to 5.30. Uh, The Woolsey family settled there in 1842. This plant pull is on the land that adjoins at 44 acres of Woolsey wet prairie. Gloves, tools, hands-on training provided, which is important because my wife has asked me before to pull weeds.
0: (laughs) And you you pull more than weeds. Yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, If you'd like more information, you can go to FayettevilleAR.gov. Kind of in the same genre, but inside, Art and Bloom at Crystal Bridges, Tomorrow through Sunday. Uh, this sounds so cool. It's floral arrangements designed by local florists inside, and they're going to be inspired by works at Crystal Bridges. Oh. You can go in and look at it. It's free. No ticket required. And then APT, Arkansas Public Theater, will open Survival of the Unfit tomorrow night.
7: I'm Leila Falden Morning edition from NPR News makes mornings more bearable.
1: Scientists at the University of Arizona came face to snout with a satellite picture of what looks like a teddy bear etched on the red planet's surface.
7: And we always pause for a little
10: joy. The puppy bus is run by a local dog walking and training service called Mo Mountain Mutts.
7: Join us for the show that never forgets to have fun. All right, I'm done with these puns. Listen every weekday.
1: You can catch Morning Edition every weekday morning 5 to 9 on 91.3 KUAF. This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Venus, way down there in southern Madison County.
0: You know, there's a Uranus in Missouri. I didn't, yes, I did know that, A friend of mine went there this weekend. Yes. Uh, KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Contributors today included Jacqueline Froelich, Anna Pope, Paul Gatling, Leah Uribe, and Roby Brock. Timothy produced today's show and
1: today's edition of Sound Perimeter inside the Harold and Blanchcock News studio at the Carver Center for Public Radio. Daryl Sean writes and performs our theme titled The First Hurrah. Jasper Logan is our director of community engagement at KUAF. We're gonna have another show tomorrow at noon and seven. Uh spring showers, eh, Timothy? Yeah, I'm 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 in favor of the spring weather, the spring temperatures. Absolutely. Hey, Thanks so much for listening. Please be well.